0: Hare Krishna, Vanya Chakalpa, Trubhyas Chakrita, Sundhu, Bebhaja Namah, Welcome back to our next installment, We're beginning, Chapter 26 of the 11th Canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, being sometimes called the Uddhava Gita. And in which this chapter is called the Ila Gita, a Gita within a Gita. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's begin. First, let me say Vanchakopatri Tridish uh, Chakra Prasnam Bhavani Devi Vaishnavi Devi Namo Namaha. So here. Uh, uh, well let's just uh, chant this first text first and talk about it. Then we'll have a little bit of a digression of source The so text one goes like this. First, we'll chant: Om um Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om um Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om um Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Um namo Next 1, Canto 11, Chapter 26, Sri Bhagavan Uvatsya, Malakshinam imam khayam nadhava madharma astitaha anandam paramatmanam atmastam samupayetimam, the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Having achieved this human form of life which affords one the opportunity to realize me and being situated in my devotional service, one can achieve me, the reservoir of all pleasure and the supreme soul of all existence residing within the heart of every living being. So that's how it's uh, broken down here. Uh, 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 simple enough Sri Bhagavani and then uh, this Imam uh, Kayam this body you Kaya know, word for body Mat uh, Lakshanam, actually uh, in which I can be realized or gained Um uh, uh, so having achieved he probably said this human form of life kind of his vocabulary uh, uh, which madharma uh having uh, uh, achieved this human body which I can be realized dharma astika, being situated in my dharma, which is here translated as devotional service. Um, that's what the Bhagavad Gita is about. What is dharma? So there's uh, um
1: And then
0: uh, uh, he describes himself, anandam, who is ananda, your ecstasy or the word-for-word word or the reservoir of all pleasure. Paramatmana, manam, who is the Supreme Soul, Paramatmana. Paramatmana and Atmashtam, situated in the Atma, the self of the self. mom, he achieves me. So this is the, this Dharma and this is your opportunity, uh, uh, to achieve this, uh, in this, this body, uh, this, this, uh, this human, uh, body, uh, the purport, um, BBT edition, uh, because of bad association, even those who are spiritually liberated may fall down from self-realization. Uh, within the material world, the association of women is especially dangerous, and therefore, in this chapter, the Ayla Gita is spoken to prevent such a fall down. One can be saved from sex attraction by association with saintly persons who awaken one's real spiritual intelligence. Therefore, Lord Krishna will speak to Uddhava, the amazing song of Pururava, also known as the Ayla Gita. Uh, and I'll also read Vishnachakabaritakur's uh, report. Translation is a little different. The Supreme Lord said, Having achieved this human form of life, which afford one afford one the opportunity to realize me, And being situated in my devotional service, one can achieve me a form of complete bliss residing within the heart. And Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur gives a longer purport, but to the same point. Uh, In the 26th chapter, Krishna informs Uddhava that association with women causes bewilderment an association with devotees causes enlightenment, as though these are no two exclusive categories, by the way. <laughs> by telling the story of Ayla. In the last chapter the Lord said the sungo Mam, without bad association being attentive with controlled senses, the wise man should worship me, this is Bhagavatam 11, 25, 34, toward the end of the last chapter. It is said that the wise man contemplates his means of success. Uh, Excuse me. It is said that the wise man contemplating his means of success also contemplates the obstacles to success. Thus, association with women is a great obstacle in order to say that even the person liberated in this body should fear association with women, he describes in two verses the condition of the liberated soul, which was already mentioned, that is in the previous chapter. Having attained a human body, in which my swarup can be realized, Lakshanam, that's another way of translating that, My swarup can be realized. Fixing oneself in bhakti, matdharma, one attains realization of me, the form of bliss situated within as the regulator. That's his uh, 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 purport. Uh, If you look back um, um, to uh, adversity sites, you'll see the idea of a person who is uh, in this world, but liberated, Jivan Mukta. Sometimes it's called that, uh, 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 and and uh, that person has to be careful, because as, as as Prabhupada said, as long as you're in the material world, one should feel oneself in danger, even if you are, for all practical purposes, liberated. You have no more karma. Still. Be careful. Don't ever uh, let your um, uh, uh, guard down. Um, uh, and don't even think of yourself as liberated, actually, because then you'll start to get careless, perhaps. Um, so but that's described here. The reason we hear about the three modes is to get an understanding uh, analytically to see how the world works and how we become free from the control of the modes. That's what liberated need, means, is uh, 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 free from the modes. So having spoken this verse before, gentle Uddhava, all these different phases of conditioned life arise from work born from the modes of material nature, the living entity who conquers the modes, Manifested from the mind, that was always interesting, That can dedicate himself to me by the process of devotional service and thus attain pure love for me. Therefore, having achieved this human form of life, which allows one to develop full knowledge, those who are intelligent should free themselves from all contamination of the modes of nature and engage exclusively in loving service to me." Uh, And then just a little more detailed instruction. So now, uh, as a follow-up, this chapter explains, as it says in the DBT introduction, how unfavorable association is a threat to one's position in devotional service and how by associating with saintly persons one attains the highest platform of devotion. Of course, what is... uh, uh, notable in both the DBT purport uh, and in the purport of Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur and in the whole thrust of this chapter is that this liberation is basically a male project uh, and the female is the obstacle. And um, I just want to say a few things about that. Uh, I remember... Uh, listening to one uh, talk about Srila Prabhupada where he was reading something like this kind of a purport I don't know which one it was where the talking about the woman being an obstacle uh, and I didn't see this but I imagine Prabhupada looking up and seeing all these women listening to him <laughs> because then he said when it says woman and then he says well he says for the male Woman is the woman, but for the female, man is the woman. (laughs) So one should generalize, and and except where in this context it says woman, just think the sex object, (laughs) which, as they say, men objectifies women, but. and this, is, I think, I think we need to explain this a little bit because as you you want to give Krishna consciousness to other people are put off by this because we've been attuned to sexism and, and these kind of things. Uh, and Prabhupada has made statements following in, in this line of discourse that look sexist uh, uh, to people. Uh, and but Prabhupada uh, was not on the bodily platform. Uh, he, he looked at the spirit soul. Uh, he was using this vocabulary. There's no, uh, of all his female disciples, absolutely no one ever thought of Prabhupada as, as as sexist or as not caring for them or as demeaning them or anything like that. Uh, so we just have to, to, to recognize where the discourse comes from. Uh, and uh, and, uh, and and the the reason why it's it's it's, it's there is because um, how shall I say that the project of transcendence or liberation is more naturally or originally you might say a male project. Uh, and for the male body a- and that's why especially in Chakavardi Chakravarti talk was a uh, commentary you know there's just no question about it those people when he looked out he only saw men as his audience uh, uh, and so generally transcendence liberation was uh, a male project there were female devotees and things like that but the, 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 the uh, but sometimes it's taught that you know, if, if a woman is married, whatever spiritual progress her husband makes because she serves the husband, you know she gets. But Prabhupada and Prabhupada originally was thinking, like the Gaudiya Math, he would only have men in the ashram, and he invented, so far as I know, the Brahmacharini ashram because there was simply something he had never encountered in India during his time, women who were without fathers to be their guardians, without husbands and just sort of free and independent and interested in Krishna consciousness, so he accommodated them uh, and never said that because you're a woman you can't become liberated or you can't uh, uh, achieve the highest destination, and in this, he's sort of a coming in a in a, in a in a Vaishnava tradition, uh, be, because uh, we should recognize that the Vaishnava tradition, among all the different kinds of traditions in uh, in in, in, in uh, Vedic culture, is especially spiritually enfranchising. Of maybe people who were previously disenfranchised, who is outside the scope. Uh, in the Bhagavad Gita, 9:32, uh, Krishna says, uh, "Those people who have taken shelter of me, even though they are uh, uh, papa yonaya, they have taken a, a birth that's considered lower or sinful." And he mentions women mercantile and shudras. Now, certainly the mercantile people are not considered lower anymore. <laughs> and nobody's going to say anything bad about shudras and now people are also learning. <laughs> but, but, but his point is not to categorize these people as lower. He's saying these who have been traditionally thought as not eligible for spiritual life, he said they can attain uh, the supreme uh, destination, by mam via, uh, via pashruta by taking shelter of me. So he's saying they can come in because this bhakti process is so powerful. Uh, you don't have to do uh, these things that are very difficult uh, for others who are either entangled. Uh, well, we'll go back to why women are particularly entangled you know, in a way that men may not be. Uh, in the olden days, anyway. Again, this same kind of idea uh, of this empowerment or enfranchisement, spiritual enfranchisement, is in the... uh, It's mentioned that the Bhagavad Gita and the Mahabharata is, again, for those people who are not very learned in Sanskrit because the Mahabharata, a bunch of slip-blown stories with... uh, with uh, lots of uh, uh, preaching in the middle of it. and So this uh, Bhagavatam 425 uh, out of compassion the great sage, that means Vyasadeva, thought it wise that this would enable men to achieve the ultimate goal of life. So notice men being used here typically as the stand-in for humans. And thus he compiled the great historical narration called the Mahabharata for women, laborers, and friends of the twice-born. Again, these traditionally uh, uh, Sri, uh, Shudras, laborers, and bandhu. That means they may be born, may be taken birth in a fat higher families, but they they're, don't make it. Uh, they, they're the kind of people, you know, like in America, uh sir, the, the the upper class kids, boys, uh men would go to go to school at Yale. But a lot of those prestigious families had had uh male sons that weren't intellectually capable of Yale University. Well they went anyway. You <laughs> made a little place for them where they they could get by with a gentleman's seat and then when they got out, well, you had some family-owned law firm or business where they could, you know, have a position and look good, and you just sort of supported them all their lives. This is what was done. <laughs> so there were these Drijabandhu, those people who were, like, not qualified. Uh, then it gets more radical in the Bhagavatam, especially when you come to the uh, the prayers uh, of um, of, uh, 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 of of not, not Kunti but um, um, this is happening in my head all the time uh, the, the mother of Kapila is named Devahuti Devahuti Putra Kapila yeah, Devahuti this Kirata no 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 she's not this is not her yet before that uh, this is the charter verse for the International Society for Krishna Consciousness because this list—Kiratas, Hunas, Anjas, Polinda, Pokasha, Adira, Shumba, Yavana—and the kashas, these are all people outside the pale of Vedic culture, either Aboriginal people in India, or Germans, Russians, uh, in the purport, uh, the the Greeks, uh, the Yavanas uh, of the Turks, uh, and, and so on. Uh, uh, who are those and either others addicted to sinful activities? Like, for example, they're cow killers and cow. You know, their, their culture is a culture that, from Vedic standards, would completely make them ineligible. He says they can become purified if they take shelter. In the translation of the devotees, but in the 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 Yadapashrayashraya, one who has taken shelter of those who have taken shelter of Krishna by taking shelter of those who have taken shelter of Krishna, they can be delivered. And then Deva uh, 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 uh says uh, these, these two two verses, this is in uh, Bhagavatam 333, 6 and 7. Again, and she gets really radical. Uh, 333, uh, 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 she says, To say nothing of the spiritual advancement of persons who see the Supreme Person face-to-face, even a person born in a family of dog-eaters immediately becomes eligible to perform deity sacrifice if he once utters the holy name of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Or chants about him, hears about his pastime, offers him obeisances, or even remembers him. Now, remember, she is a woman receiving instruction from Kapila Dave, and she realizes uh, the 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 power of devotional service. So even though, so she's saying, uh, those people who are even uh, 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 from the community of uh, svadha, that is, dog-eaters. And what are they? Savanaya, kulpate. they are uh, capable, or qualified, rather, kulpate. they are qualified to perform Vedic sacrifices. I mean this is a, a ritual that, that only male brahmana, well-trained priests could perform. And these are people who they come from these outside communities, these outcasts, the, you know, the, uh, whatever. They can do it. Why? By by, uh, just uh, chanting your name, uh, offering obeisances, remembering you, uh, she, and then, then she says, "Aho bata swa bacho how glorious is that dog eater? Yajivagreva <laughs> who Always has your name on the tip of his tongue. That person must have uh, performed. And then there's a list. practice teputapas to practice austerities. Juhu vuh done perform fire sacrifices. Schnasno taken baths in the sacred river. Arya, have all the Aryan uh, uh, qualities of the Aryans, studied the Brahmanutra, studied the Vedas, those people who uh, have have thus taken to your holy name, and all those things included in the package, so to speak. But this is how radical Vaishnavism is. Uh, and, And of course, you know, Prabhupada. Got a lot of criticism when he first brought his Western disciples back to India, uh, especially when they saw white men wearing Brahmin threads. You know, okay, maybe they can chant. That's okay, but you know, uh, when they saw the Brahmin thread, which means you know you are a Brahmana, you can you can do uh, uh, Kalpate, you know. They got freaked out, and they really uh, laid it on to uh, to Srila Prabhupada. So we are... Uh, uh, we, we, we come in this tradition. Uh, so you may think we're very conservative, but it depends <laughs> on what your position of judgment is. <laughs> so... That's, a, that's the background uh, and, uh, uh, of, of, our, our, of our tradition uh, in this way. Now, why, uh, nevertheless, uh, this discussion is there always talking about the male as the devotee. Uh, and, I, and I said earlier that it's more naturally uh, a male prod, uh, uh, project uh uh and, and it's it because, because, and why the male body is ways more suitable uh, uh you have to go back uh um, to, um, to the uh, more uh, holistic and natural way of life uh, it's an artifact of modern civilization that um uh, uh, along with the uh, equality of men and women in, in, in many spheres, along with gone, gone gone along with it is that women uh, don't have children, very many. Uh, but uh, but it used to be that that when, uh, the, uh, the woman's biggest contribution to society was to have babies, and to take care of them, uh, and to raise them. Uh, uh, now what's happened because of modern industrial society, when it becomes industrialized, uh, and, uh, that, that children, uh, one of the consequences of this, are no longer an asset because if the fam- in an agrarian economy, the family is a unit of, of uh, not just of consumption, but of production. And so children are your workforce. Uh, they, they, they are, the family is a business unit or agricultural unit or whatever. Uh, the, the, the children are trained. And the more children, the better you are. Because in those days they take care of you. Uh, there you don't need social security because you have children, and there's a sense of obligation. Uh, so children, if, if in an agrarian economy if you don't have children, it's a disaster. Uh, and so this this is one thing. And so the, the the ability of women to bear children and raise them properly is highly valued economically. Now it's just a very expensive hobby, like cow protection is a very expensive <laughs> hobby, you know So things. So, so you have to first of all think of that. But the other thing is is that women are um, are, are um, embedded uh, or in uh, material nature in a different way than men are embedded. Both are embedded. But it's, it's the males who conceive of this idea of transcending material nature, because if you look at the, like the, the, the essential thing that male and female distinction is for originally having children, uh, the, the male's contribution to the act of reproduction is about five minutes.) <laughs> A female's contribution, well, first of all, a man can forget about the whole thing for a long time, uh, unless, of course, it's uh, very lustful, but a woman's whole body every month goes through this huge change, you know, That's, that that that, that uh, just, you know, material nature does it all the time as you're aware of this, you know, big cycle goes through all for the purpose of getting ready to have children. She doesn't get pregnant. Okay, it all goes out again. You start over again all the time. You know, men don't undergo that. And then the woman gets pregnant. Then there's an experience of being taken over by material nature that that men simply don't undergo. They, they, They just don't have it. So this idea of transcending material nature or even becoming the controller of material nature, as on the material platform, the male project is is there. It's, it's sort of nat- naturally what, what, what the man thinks of. And the woman, uh, as being made for a uh, body for, I mean, for a baby, she's not just caring for them, she's their food source. You know, this is where they go to eat, you know. She, she, she feeds them milk from her own body, uh, and all during that time, they need to be protected. So her role that the body is built for is nourishing, while the, the male is protecting. Uh, and even I was reading some kind of psychology book which talked about the relationship that Children have the different relations they have with their ma- their father and their their mother, but this book was being very modern, and it said the nurturing figure and the protecting figure. So even if it's not the traditional male and female mother and father, one usually takes the main role of protecting, and another takes the main role of nurturing. their spe- specialists. So the ma- the male body is specialist in protecting. Female body is specialist in nurturing. Uh, and if the woman is protected, then uh, there are many uh, very valuable female qualities. You don't have to get rough. If a woman needs to get rough, they can, and they do, even in Vedic culture. Mimi was shooting arrows, you know, along with, with Krishna when she was being kidnapped. She was a Kshatriya lady, and she could fight if she needed to. <laughs> so women can do this, but if they don't have to, then the other qualities can come out. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, now we have women in the military and doing all the things, but I, a part of it is also just bodily uh, strength in the olden days, to wield weapons, you had to have a lot of upper body strength uh, that, that, that that men could develop that very easily so you could have these bows that took a lot of power to pull back and clubs to wield and everything like that. But you pick up a modern weapon, uh, a, a modern uh, a, 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 a automatic gun, you know, Machine gun, you know, that you can carry, uh, like an AK-47 or the versions of it. They're like Mattel toys; they're all made of plastic. You don't even have to, uh, and you can have child soldiers too. You see these pictures in Africa, these child soldiers with these guns—no problem. Ten years old, and you can like, you know, mow anybody down. So that's also an artifact of the of of, of uh, modern modern uh, living so anyway so 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 this is why uh, uh, th- this idea of transcendence is more naturally a male project and is talking of in this way uh, uh, and and one one shouldn't think that uh, uh, and especially for Vaishnavas, that women aren't in any way... Uh, eligible or uh, uh,
1: as
0: as, as competent as men are because we've seen what happens anyway uh, uh, with some some experience. I I just wanted to make that part really clear. I I think I uh, maybe covered it uh, enough and you know uh, the, the, the Prabhupada sometimes uses the language of the tradition or the language of the previous acharyas, and people sometimes get quite upset about it. Uh, uh, and and part, part part of it is is just, it's an inheritance from the past. And part of it, the fact is that uh, we are also living uh, uh, under conditions of a modern industrial society. Uh, that may not be sustainable, and... You may see that if we go back to an agrarian economy, uh, which people, some people will see as a regression. Uh, 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 I don't think so, uh, uh, because then there will be cow protection and, and those things. And I don't foresee if this ever happens that technology will disappear. But it will again be appropriate technology, so that food production and energy production are as local as possible. Basically, if you think about all the social consequences of that kind of economy, you'll see that that, that uh, uh, it'll bring about some changes that also in many ways will be conducive to spiritual life. Let me, before we go on again, now I want to tell, because so this Ayla uh, Gita, it's telling us uh, the uh, uh, you'll see this. Uh, uh, Pururavas' lamentation uh, over uh, getting shafted by Rovasi and and, and and his attachment to her uh, uh, is a subject. Uh, but I but as you got I want to give you what they call in Hollywood the backstory. Because it's mentioned here that the story of Puru, excuse me, not Puru, Puru-riva, goes back uh, to the ninth canto. And his story begins in chapter one, which in this days of sexual ambiguity and and intersex and transsexuals will fit in, is called King Sudjumna Becomes a Woman. And King Subjunya is the uh, is, is the uh, yeah um, King Subjunya is the I think the grandmother of Pururava Mother I can I got confused right yeah Pur- yeah Pururava uh, yeah, no, it, uh, that's his mother. Puruva or Ayla is the grandson of Shradadeva Vaivaswati Manu. We can set him to the current Manu. Uh, the Shradavan he was Chaturvarta in the in the reign of Chakshusha Manu and then he got the, became the, the Vaivaswati Manu. And Uruva, his grandson. Uh, Then what happens is that that this Shraddhadev didn't have a son. He was sonless. Uh, And so... this is what happened, and I'm reading from the ninth canto. Let me get through the baguettes here. So, uh, Shraddha Dave's wife, whose name was Shraddha, uh, that Manu had no sons. So he went to Vasishta, uh, and asked him to perform a sacrifice for Mitra and Varuna to get him a son. But Manu's wife, Sharda, who was observing this payo vow, went to the priest who was doing the sacrifice and said, I want a daughter, not a son. So the person doing the sacrifice, she remembered this uh, uh, this request chanted a good mantra beginning Vashat uh, and then it says Manu had begun that sacrifice in order to beget a son but because of the priest being diverted by his wife a daughter named Ila was born this is the mother see the word Ila is the patronymic uh Like, like, uh, from, from Partha comes from being son of Prita. So the same grammatical way, Ayla, means the son of Ila. So this daughter was born instead of the son. Uh, but he was very happy to get a child, but then when he saw it was a daughter, he was upset because he wanted a son and so he became very upset why did the result of the mantras become reversed he thought, you know, like this Uh, and so Manu rebuked the priests and then uh, Vashishta the sage Vashishta Muni uh, understood that the priests had done something wrong and then he spoke uh, to to Vivasvan. The Shraddha is also Vivasvan Malu. He said, This uh, discrepancy in the objective is due to your priest's deviation from the original purpose. However, by my own prowess, I shall give you a son. So then he offered the prayers, it says here, to Vishnu, and transformed Ela, the girl, into a son, to a boy. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, being pleased with Fashta, gave him the benediction he desired, thus Ila was transformed into a very fine male named Subjumna. So then Subjumna is now a transsexual. Now doing a better job probably by Vedic technology <laughs> whatever, you know. Anyway, so he was out hunting, looked really good, said he's very beautiful with his armor and bows and arrows and was out hunting in the northern part of the forest. And then he went into this part of the forest known as the Sukumara where Lord Shiva endures with Buma. And we find out that that forest, there was a curse placed on it because earlier... Uh, when when uh, uh, poverty and, and Shiva were engaged in and, and some uh, sexual activity, some sages came in and embarrassed her, being caught uh, in flagrante delecto, you know, uh, with uh, with with Shiva, and so uh, um, uh, she got this benediction that any male who enters this forest will immediately be transferred into female. So this is what Saduna and all his retinue happened to them. So they ended up, he ended up back, back being a very beautiful woman actually, very, the best of beautiful women. Sujumna had been transformed into the best of beautiful women who excite sexual desire. That's what it says, Pramada Uttama. And was surrounded by other women because the other all always, is a became women. And seeing this beautiful woman loitering near his ashram, Buddha, the son of the moon, immediately desired to enjoy her. So Buddha, the son of the moon god. Uh, and she liked him too. <laughs> Uh, the son of the king of the moon, as her husband, so therefore she had this son called Pururava. That's where he came from. (laughs) But then what happened, uh, the the narration goes that Team Sajuna, then uh, having achieved femininity, remembered Vashishta. And Vishisto got much aggrieved. He thought this was really deplorable uh, this way. And he wanted subjumna to, to, to regain his maleness, because not only did he become a female by by Lord Shiva's you know arrangement, but he got married and had a baby. She got married and had a baby, he, she became. So Vishisto then for worship Lord Shiva uh, and uh, uh, Lord Shiva having to keep his wife satisfied and satisfied with sister, came up with a compromise. Your disciples, as you know, remain a male for one month and a female for the next. In this way, he may rule the world as he likes. So he can become a because he had to be a, become a king. You know, they didn't have queens in those days very much. So that way, you know, he could be rule the kingdom, and then one month a male, one month a female, next month a male, next month a female. That was his situation. So that way he ruled the kingdom. But the females were, but the citizens were a little upset with this. They were a little uncomfortable. By this. but meanwhile, during this period, and I don't know how this worked, he had three pious sons, <laughs> which usually takes more than a month. So they don't, they don't give a city uh, uh, thing then. Then, when he got really old, he gave his kingdom to Puruva and uh, retired to the forest. So, that's the backstory. Now, the next week we'll continue because then the, the whole text of the ninth canto then starts telling up further dynasties of the sons of Manu. But toward the end of the ninth canto, we then get back to uh, what happened with. Uh, King Pulu uh, when he begins to get entangled, uh, chapter 14, canto 9, chapter 14, titled King Purugaba Enchanted by Urvashi. So remember, uh, there's a lot of uh, anticipating the modern thing, there's a lot of gender ambiguity, transsexuality, and all those other kind of things happening, even in traditional times. <laughs> I wanted to make that clear. Maybe we have to have some time for uh, comments or questions. Okay, two, okay.
1: background. You have a question on the phone? You have a question on the phone?
0: Yeah.
1: phone? <laughs> yes, yeah. that's the one that you have on here. I yeah. I was wondering when you described the entanglement of the material nature, it seems like the the defending part is also pretty entangling. I mean Um, in terms of because the male is not the nurturing person but the defending person that also super entangles you in the material nature it seems to me Um. uh,
0: men are entangled as we have noticed and they become proud and they uh, they have to defend and uh, protect and, and all those things so certainly both are Entangled positions, but the idea is why even the idea uh, of uh, of transcendence uh, and the, early, the 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 material stage of transcendence is also that kind of exploring, uh, 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 going beyond because transcend just means to go beyond. So that 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 kind of spirit of of, of questing and seeking new territory and, uh, and expanding. That's, that's just sort of the, the male project uh, where the, the female tendency is to want to be cozy and protected uh, everywhere. So just more naturally occurring. But both are both are, have their own ways of being uh, entangled uh, mm-hmm. uh, like that.
1: Okay. Um, the other thing I just, um, you were saying that, um, the three sons that he, and you were saying it usually takes more than a month, but, um, I would assume that those were sons from when he was a male, you know, and somebody else grew them. Anyway, that was my, that's what I always assumed. When you were telling the story, he's like one month male, one month female, and then you were saying it's confusing how there could be three previous sons, but he would—they may have been sons from when he was the male
0: uh, with so other no, other mothers. Yeah, he, that's right, right. Yeah. He, he probably yeah. didn't get pregnant as the female. Right. But right. as the male he begat the sons and some other queens yeah. or some queens or something yeah. like
1: that. Yes, you're right. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank, you, for
0: Thank that. you. Thank you, for Thank you that. Krishna. That's the solution.
1: Anything else? I'll ask a question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's an extensive of, of you know the males seeking transcendence and the women's um, more natural tendencies. And is that to say though that in our goal of our ashrama that um, transcendence should not be a female project? No, no, not
0: at all. What I was trying to make is that 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 if if it is more naturally Male project. Uh, nevertheless, uh, it is extended, especially Bhakti Yoga. Uh, it's extended to 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 females. Uh, the idea of uh, of uh, of like, for example, practicing Ashtanga Yoga. Uh, you do meet in the Ramayana, which was in the previous uh, uh, age uh you, you 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 do meet female sages in the forest and things like that but they're fairly uh fairly rare uh but 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 if if you have to actually practice ashtanga yoga as it's actually given in in, in the yoga sutras of, of Pantanjali very very difficult for for a woman uh to do that uh and it's uh, you you're kind of a High-powered athlete, uh, and of course nobody, no males can do it now either. Truthfully speaking, the way you're supposed to. So, so it's just book yoga is much more accessible uh, to people, uh, and, and uh, all of us are by Vedic standards naturally unqualified. And you hear about the untouchables. That's us.
1: That makes sense. Thank you. Um, I guess I guess some of the resistance comes from sometimes within our society of devotees, it's not spoken of that way, that it's more like, well, a woman's position is naturally, like all women should just naturally want to have children and stay at home, and that's, that's it. Like, that is their sphere of, you know, contribution to the world or, or betterment of themselves and um, men have much more free reign and can do as they like, but women really, you know, and uh, anyway, so so that's one of the...
0: Yeah. Somebody has a certain nature. That's uh, like a statistical (laughs) thing. And our point is that whatever you can do, you just add Krishna to your life, uh, and you go on in that way. So it, 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 it's uh, not not that we 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 ask people. Uh, uh, we, 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 people are not supposed to uh, uh, follow. Just follow the process, starting where you are, and make advancement, and accepting what's favorable and what's not favorable. They all end up the same way. Because, because people are, are different, and are trained differently. Uh, and so Prabhupada did something very radical. He made a Brahmacharini ashram. Uh, uh, and they did pretty well in an ashram, actually. That ashram better than the ashram in many cases. <laughs> like Brahmacharis everywhere. <laughs> anyway.
1: Your wife has another comment or question. Is um, Bhakti Yoga, is, is it the only process in which um, grasses could also participate? I mean, they were usually excluded too. It was mostly for um, renunciates, right? Yeah. Other processes. Well,
0: yeah, they're, they're included. I mean, uh, sometimes the emphasis is there on the renounced order of life, but all these saintly kings are grahasthas that we Mm -hmm. see in the Bhagavatam, and and even a lot of the sages are actually grahasthas also, uh, and and, and brahmanas. Um, So uh, they're also included. Thank you. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Okay, all finished? With uh, uh, text number 2, Canto 11, Chapter 26, next week. Thank you very much. Srimad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai.